Good morning. My name is Beth Martin Berkey, and I'm a professor of English and Women and Gender Studies here at Goshen College. Um, I also am working this year as a special assistant to the provost's office, working with Title IX issues. And today's convocation is one of many different things we're doing this fall, many different trainings, to sort of to make sure all of you have access to the information that you need in case you would experience some form of gender or sexual assault or harassment. Today's title, I chose this title, I didn't mean it like that, um, and the focus on intent versus impact, because that's something I hear really often in talking with people, especially people who are responding to a report against them. Whether it's something they said or something they did, I didn't mean it like that. And I want to point that out. That's a helpful distinction, but it's one that needs a lot more work, and I think it's one we're going to be continuing to talk about in a lot of different areas of campus, whether it's racial misconduct or student misconduct in general, or gender or sexual violence. But I want you to think today more about the impact, and most of this convocation is to provide you with access to the resources that we have here and the many different people who are committed to making this a safe and secure environment for you to learn and for employees for you to work. One of the things that we're working on this year at the President's Initiative last year is a Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. And I want you to know that today's convo is just one part of many different things that we're going to be doing to address the topics that are included in diversity, equity, and inclusion. For instance, there'll be a student life convocation next Wednesday that I encourage you to attend. You'll also be seeing additional work related to race, as well as other issues of equity and inclusion on campus. As part of our ongoing work, we also have a climate survey that we did last year related to sexual violence. And thank you to many of you. We had 45% of our students participate in that survey, and we had 54% of our employees. We're going to be bringing some of the details of that later, but I just wanted to thank you for your participation today and let you know that we are developing action plans to respond to different pieces. For example, we have a lot of students going off campus, whether on courses or on our study service term, and one of the areas that people experience sexual misconduct or gender harassment has been on SST or in one of these courses. So already this summer, even before we have the final report, We've been working on additional training for Scott and Rachel Hostetler in Peru, and we have some new resources that we're providing for students on SST to know what their options are for accessing some of the resources that we have here on campus. You'll also find this year that we're going to be doing a survey, climate survey related to race, and so we ask for your participation for that in the spring. So today, the role that I'm here for is my role as the Title IX Deputy Coordinator. And any report that a student makes, whether it's online or in person, comes to me, and I am able to sort of assess that and take a look at what kind of responses we need in terms of emergency or immediate help. I also extend an offer for that person who reported to come talk to me in my office and think through options. As I've mentioned, and most first years would have heard me in another context, and some athletes have heard me in a different context, um, but I want you to know that just re receiving, giving me a report of something that's happened is a way for us to help you. 
Often we equate reporting with having to go through investigations and all sorts of things, but I want you to start thinking about reporting as accessing support and helping the college continue to address the areas that we need to do to help you. We can also provide accommodations, and if you do choose to have a more formal investigation process, I can help you with that as well. And I'll give you a few more details on that later. I do want to give a, a trigger warning. You might hear some of these in classes and other places when a course is going to step into some difficult conversations, particularly around issues that might involve violence of some sort. So I want you to know that today's convocation will reference incidents of sexual and gender harassment and violence. It will not be detailed and there won't be any graphic images, but I want you to be aware of that. And if something comes up for you and your reaction, um, if you start getting nervous or if it makes you uncomfortable, please feel free to take care of yourself and leave. And please do reach out for help afterwards. I'm going to turn it over now to Ken Newbold, um, our provost and Title IX coordinator, and he's going to tell you a little bit about sort of the institution-wide commitments that we've been working on in the last year. And then it's going to sort of move through employees, and then I'll introduce some confidential support, student life, and then some other resources that we have for this coming year. Good morning, and thank you, Beth. I hope this is an informative time for us. We will be sharing a lot of information and resources, so please take this as an opportunity to start to engage this information. But this will not be the only time that we'll be able to, to join together to talk about these very important issues. Since 1972, Title IX, which is part of, was part of the Education Act, has ensured that no person in the United States shall on the basis of sex be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under, under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. This is a federal law. All institutions are required to comply to this. And most recently, in, in, year, in year since 2011, Title IX has been applied much more broadly and deeply across higher education. Like many other institutions, colleges, and universities, Goshen has placed a renewed attention on, to, uh, on addressing, remedy, remedying, and preventing sexual misconduct on campus. This work is ongoing. We have stepped through a number of processes over the last number of years to continue to improve and enhance how we respond to the needs of our campus, to work within federal guidelines, and to make sure that we have a safe and equitable learning environment. In 2016, late 2016, Goshen College began a process with the Office of Civil Rights of the U.S. Department of Education in response to a report that was filed by a former student in relation to how our Title IX policies and our procedures were followed at the institution. The outcome of this investigation identified areas where Goshen College needed to improve and to enhance how we approach overall Title IX implementation on our campus, 
and working with both complainants and respondents. As an outcome of our findings and our agreement with the Office of Civil Rights, we have released a new anti-harassment and anti-violence statement, and we have also updated our Title IX policy. Part of this also includes training such as this as we have begun to expand how we connect with our campus community, not only to inform individuals of resources and the rights that they have, but to more clearly define the processes, the rights, and the protections that are guaranteed as students of the institution. We will continue to expand our education and training program as Beth indicated. So please continue to, to stay tuned in, in student life areas as uh, the residence life staff and the, and the community life team will be putting together more uh, information sessions and time for us to gather and discuss as a community. You can also access information, uh, the entire policy uh, for Title IX and our anti-harassment and anti-violence statement can be found on the institution's Title IX website. We, we've recently updated posters that you can find in all of the buildings on campus, in academic buildings, in the residence halls, and, and other common areas. They are teal and white, so you should be able to see them and, and identify them quickly. These are very helpful, they provide contact information and resources uh, for those in need or if you have questions on who you can contact and, and the processes that we have available. So please access this information as needed and, and that will help put you in touch with, with folks who can help. We have also begun as part of our, our work with our new policy and we are implementing a new structure on campus and that's a big piece of what we want to talk to you about today. And we'll be able to introduce members who are involved across the campus in making sure that we are living into our commitments to provide a safe and equitable learning environment. We are listening. Beth mentioned the climate survey that was conducted last year. So again, thank you for if you were able to participate in that. We are taking the lessons from, from that process. Uh, we are also looking to engage more students uh, and more leadership on this. So we welcome a follow-up from this convocation and other opportunities to hear from you so that we can best tailor the resources and the programming that's needed for campus. As it relates to our structure for Title IX, over the summer, uh, Beth and I and, and other colleagues at the institution have worked together to formulate a new structure that is a little bit more flexible and also more uh, focused on making sure that we are safe secure and equitable and being the inclusive community that we are. We look to bring together resources so this is very much a collaborative model uh, that will we'll bring together expertise that's available on our, on our campus and give us the ability to access external resources as well as we need to to bring additional expertise to our campus. This, this kind of work truly takes a network and collaboration because it is not just one person's work. It's all of our work to make sure that our community is what we want it to be. As we have created the Title IX office, uh, I will continue to serve as the Title IX coordinator, and our work will focus on ensuring this fair and equitable process and that our policy is implemented. Beth is serving in a new role as a special assistant to the provost and is also the deputy Title IX coordinator. In this role, she will be the one that receives reports. We have an online reporting system and 
in other ways that you can formally let the institution know of an incident of misconduct or harassment or violence on our campus. And Beth will serve in this role and help to facilitate the process to reach uh, appropriate conclusions and to remedy any claims uh, made under Title IX. You will have a chance to hear from the institutions listed here, uh, from the individuals listed here uh, with, that will be serving as part of the Title IX office and will be resources to all of us. We'll get to meet the PIN trainers, uh, the Prevention Intervention Network trainers here momentarily. Uh, Kendra Yoder in the Social Work Department will continue to lead that, that program. Regina Shan Stolzfus and Gwen Gustafson-Zook are also in supportive roles as, as well as our campus counselors. Our student life team, led by Dean of Students, Alberto Perez, will be working on support services with, for students and also expanded programming. Uh, Deanna Risser, who will speak here in a moment, will, will talk about how, the, how Title IX and protections are available to employees as well as students, so all members of our community. And Erica Albertine, our head athletic trainer, will serve uh, a role of focusing within athletics on, on Title IX implementation. So those of you who are serving in these roles, I'll just ask if you could stand for a moment so people can identify with you. Thank you. We will work collaboratively through this, through this organizational structure and the Title IX office to oversee issues of gender, gender identity, sexual harassment, in all areas of the institution in order to contribute a truly comprehensive approach and provide the greatest amount of resources, support that can be offered to you as members of our community. This structure will give us the breadth and depth that are needed to address the, the ever-changing, the complex, and the learning opportunities that we need within our office. We are committed to being as transparent as, as possible through all of the work of our office we understand that these issues are sensitive and confidentiality is also required. So we will be talking more about that later this semester of what confidentiality means, but we wanna make sure that individuals are protected. We will continue to be survivor-centered and to offer the best support that we can for all of us through training, uh, remedying, and addressing any changes that need to be made on our campus. At this time, I would like to welcome our Vice President for Finance, Deanna Risser, to join us to talk about how Title IX and these protections are available for all employees of campus. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, I'm here just to remind uh, us that Title IX does not just apply to students, but also to employees. And Goshen College has the same commitment to anti-harassment, anti-violence, anti-discrimination in our employees' work environment. So as we're all here on campus together, we're all working toward the same goals. We also have policies related to our employees' access to equal opportunities through Equal Opportunity and Compliance Acts. And in our employee handbook, which is available online through the Human Resources website, we have workplace discrimination, harassment policies, as well as steps to go through when there is a complaint or grievance is filed against an employee or against a student. 
So as an institution, we are committed to clear and equitable policies and procedures, as well as training our employees to be equipped to be resources for each other and for our students. Just an overview of some of the training and resources we've been doing here recently. We have required online modules of all, of all employees for Title IX, sexual harassment and assault, implicit bias and anti-racism. These are modules and training that they are doing um, each year. We offered those last year and we have new resources and some enhanced resources that we will be rolling out here in the next month. Uh, we also have been using the people in the Title IX office and off-campus experts have come to campus and led group trainings and presentations. Our academic dean, Ann Venderly, is working with classroom teaching and advising resources on the faculty side. And our dean of students, Gilberto Perez, has been developing resources for student life. So for employees who are here today, know that your direct supervisor is also a resource and available to help you access the policies and procedures and resources needed for your own work, especially as employees who are responsible for getting students the best resources possible. The Human Resources Office, and particularly Sonia Williams, who's our Human Resources Assistant Director, are an important resource when employees experience gender or sexual harassment and assault. If Sonia's here, I'd ask her to stand so everybody can see who she is. There she is in the middle. So she's a good place to begin in trying to understand what has happened. As Beth described, consider options, accessing the resources that we have available, and reporting what has happened so that the college can address and remedy the situation and prevent it from happening again. So for all you GC employees out there, um, just a reminder, we can provide any needed resources or accommodations you need. You will be treated with consistency, fairness, and professional support, and reports will be private and confidential. Lastly, I wanted to highlight a campus conduct hotline, which is also available. Uh, we have brochures available out in the lobby about this if you're interested. Um, this has been available for a number of years. Um, it was developed as part of a whistleblower policy, so it's not just about it's a broader resource for confidential reporting, not just on discrimination or harassment, but also about fraud or crime or unethical business practices. If you feel like you need a confidential resource or a place to report that, there is a 1-800 number. You talk to somebody not affiliated with Goshen College who then reports back. So brochures are available uh, with more information about that and also on my website, the VP for Finance website. And feel free to contact me if you have additional questions about that. So one of the fun parts of my role this year is that I'm getting to know human resources and I'm getting to see sort of this extension from the work that I was doing with students into the campus as a whole and helping equip people in general. And I'd first like to have every GC employee stand right now. I know we don't have a huge attendance here, but everybody who's a GC employee, it doesn't matter where you are an employee, just if you're an employee. So every one of the people standing right now are people who are responsible employees. And you can go ahead and sit down. Thank you. And what that means at Goshen College is that there are people that you can go to and know that you can ask questions 
and you can ask for support, and they can get you to the right resources. They're not all equipped to be a counselor or a Title IX coordinator or anything like that, but we're trying to get everybody equipped to be able to point people in the right direction and also be able to walk with you and support you. Often you need to just start with the person who is closest to you, someone you trust, an advisor, a faculty member, maybe a supervisor when you're working in the rec fitness center or something like that. And those are good places to start in thinking through how you can address something that really has had a negative impact on you and on your work and on your learning. I also wanted to let you know that we have confidential employees. Um, our responsible employees actually are required to tell us if something is happening, if they learn of a situation. And so in that sense, they sometimes are referred to as mandatory reporters, although that's not really the spirit that we want to reinforce. We want them to be re responsible for helping you. We also have some confidential employees who can help you think through the things that you are considering and they don't have to report right away or help you report right away. They can just sort of walk with you through those first stages. And some students on campus helped us develop a new resource guide. These are the ones Ken referenced. And I've got a bunch out there on the table. If you see a place or you know of a place that this would be helpful. And it just says when you're ready, you've got options. And it goes over the different options. And it lets you know whether the person you're talking to needs to help you with reporting or can provide confidential support. It also links you to off-campus resources, and of course there's always emergency resources as well. We also have um, a new, with our anti-violence, anti-harassment policy, we have a new poster that sort of highlights that policy and some of the behaviors, so if you're confused about what harassment really is um, and need to learn a little bit more about that, this gives you our, our current definition and we'll be working with this a little bit more as we go along. There's also some smaller pieces out there, especially if you're um, working with a class or if you are an RA or you have a club or group, there's resources on like just a more accessible one that you can carry with you on people that you might contact. There's a resource on supporting survivors and a resource on consent as well. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the people that you can just go talk to and check in and see, okay, this is something that happened. I don't feel comfortable with it. Um, I don't know what to do with it. This is a place to start. So Kendra Yoder is a GC faculty advocate, but she's also, and also the PIN director. She can be a confidential support and connect you with other people and help you work through options. She also works with our training and education part with the PIN intervention network. And so she could be one place that you could start. The other person I want to address is Regina Shan Stoltzfus, and it's a role that we developed about three years ago, um, and it's a faculty advocate, and it's somebody who's a resource for both employees and students. So Regina. Good morning, everyone. Uh, as Beth said, I am one of the persons that can be a confidential a person that you, if you just want to have a conversation to think about what your options are or if you have questions and are not ready to make a report, don't know if you need to make a report, um, I'm a person that you can come and talk to and I don't have to report that except as the previous slide said, uh, if there is, um, if, if someone is in danger or if a minor is involved. I stepped into this role about a year ago last fall, and um, it 
has me doing something that I really enjoy doing, which is talking to people. Uh, you can find me via my regular goshen.edu um, email, or you can email to facultyadvocate at goshen.edu. There's also a phone number that comes to me or one that uh, goes to the faculty advocate. Those come to me and I'm the one that, I'm the only one that sees those. Most of my time during this first uh, year of this role has been related to meeting with students, although as has been noted, I'm available to employees as well. Uh, during last year, fall semester, I spent between uh, 10 and 15 hours talking to people in my office or on the phone. Uh, the same thing in the spring. Um, so, as I said, you can find my contact information on uh, that sheet there, the one that Beth referenced. Um, the rest of my time in this role has spent building relationships with uh, students in Penn, uh, with the faculty advisors to Penn, regular meetings with Title X coordinator, uh, Penn advisor, and the dean of students, and also continuing to get training. Uh, the training that has been made available to us, I've attended um, I think everything that was available last year and I continue to do that. So I would invite uh, you to be in contact with me when you feel there needs to be a conversation had. Uh, I'm going to invite Corey to come up next to talk about her role. Awesome. What's up? Um, so my name is Corey. I'm the Associate Director of uh, student life for community life and I'm just going to kind of run through some things uh, of what all of this looks like on our end and how student life can support you. Um, so within student life there's you know like Roberto and then there's everybody else um, and so under that area I know right that's basically how it works here yeah. <laughs> Hilberto's in the back, he just waved at me. Um, so under those areas are places like counseling services, residence life, commuter student life, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and a whole host of other things. Uh, and so the things that I want you to know as it relates to student life um, is that all, almost all of the student life staff um, are considered mandatory reporters, and that includes the RAs. I think that that's very important for you to know that RAs are consider also considered mandatory reporters. So if you, an incident arises and you want to report or want to talk about it with somebody, if you approach almost anybody and Beth will run through the confidential employees in student life later. Um, if you approach any employee, in, including the RAs, we, we do have to report it to the Title IX coordinator. Um, when a report is made, you should know this as well, and I think this is sort of a misnomer that's out there now, but when a report is made, uh, regardless of drugs or alcohol use is involved, it does not enter our formal conduct process. So there's a co totally separate process for uh, Title IX related incidents than there is from like visitation policy and quiet hours and things like that. Um, if in the course of say some kind of other incident or conduct process that um, the person that we're meeting with, uh, it's, it's revealed or uncovered or something that some kind of misconduct happens, then that's a full stop on our conduct process and then it goes into, uh, we kind of take it to the Title IX coordinator and then they can work with you from there. Um, once you report to us, um, and I'll talk to a little bit about um, the role of the on-call administrator, 
Um, but once you report to any of us in the Student Life Office, we are fully equipped to help you get to any of these places. Um, so the emergency room is a great place to go, the Goshen Family Physicians, um, Mosaic uh, is a health and wellness center that's, that's housed in the Oaklawn area that works um, very specifically or can work very specifically with the LGBTQIA population, um, Oaklawn obviously, um, and the YWCA. Um, and I think, I think we can all agree in student life that we are willing to take you wherever you need to go or wherever you feel like it's important to go. Um, we also do in student life a very specialized PIN training for our student leaders. Um, not all of our student leaders are considered mandatory reporters. At this point, just the RAs are, but all of our student leaders go through a PIN training that's specialized to them um, about expectations as student leaders. Okay, so our on-call administrators, aren't they great? Um, so this is a, a five-person team of folks that live on campus that includes um, our residence life coordinators, Emily Hahn and Callie Miller, um, Dr. LaKendra, our diverse, Associate Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and our residence life interns, Nimoy Vedia and uh, Mary O'Connell, who are both senior students. Um, and so you can call the on-call administrator number at any time for any emergency that you might have. Now like a lockout or storage hours are not emergencies, but anything that would happen to you, evening, weekend, whatever, someone will be on the other end of that phone to help you and assist you with any resources that you need. Um, <laughs> uh, Beth had mentioned housing accommodations. Um, those are things that, so if you submit a report on your own or someone from Student Life submits a report for you, we don't see that. Um, that goes directly to Beth. And so what is likely to happen is that if you meet with Beth, decide to, decide to meet with Beth and request a housing accommodation, that will just come from Beth and we might not know why. It's just kind of like, hey, this person needs to be moved. And that's okay, no questions asked, and we can make that happen for you. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say about those people. Um, so I guess my main, I wanted to make one main message if you totally zoned out on everything that I was saying. Um, that's okay. Uh, we've worked really hard in student life to really start to build a culture of care and trust and inclusion. Um, and part of what has arisen from that is really extensive formal training for all of us. And so um, I just really want to encourage you that at this point, trust the process um, and, and trust that we're, we're still working on training, we're still working, and we have a lot better access to resources. Thanks for that, Corey. And I'm sorry for all the different ups and downs and backs and forth. I think it's actually a very positive thing because it shows you how many people are connected with this topic on campus. And I'm going to show you a few more who are actually uh, people who are here, so I'm going to make them stand up, but not, we thought just for time's sake we wouldn't have everybody talk. Um, so two other really key resources related to this. Um, LaKendra has already been mentioned in terms of being one of the on-call folks. But when you think about sexual assaults um, or sexual violence, you also think about safety. Um, and so I would like Chad Coleman to stand up. I'm sure most of you have seen Chad in some sort of context. He's the Director of Campus Safety and Housing Operations. And he would both work with the safety officers, if that's campus safety officers, if that's who you call for emergency. But he can also help coordinate with police uh, department if we decide that we need to report a specific crime etc. So thank you, Chad, for doing that. 
He's located over in Wise First. The other person is LaKendra Hardware, and she is the Associate Director for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. She's going to be um, working with the racial misconduct process, so Corey mentioned the student conduct process, but she's going to be working also with that process and campus-wide training around diversity, equity, and inclusion. So thank you, LaKendra. Another resource on campus is our campus pastor. So Gwen, if you would stand up again. Um, she can provide confidential support and help you think through options and also connect you to resources. We have two new counselors on campus. One is Rick Eby. He's gonna be here um, Monday through Friday. And so he's very accessible also on Wise First and both Gwen and LaKendra are on Wise First as well. Jennifer Miller will be here on Wednesday afternoon. She's a counselor in the area and she can connect you to, um, she provides specific services I think related to trauma um, and LGBTQ issues as well. Another group of resources on campus in terms of intervention are our PIN educators. So if we could have our PIN educators stand, some have their t-shirts and some don't. This is an amazing group of people. Most of you will see them in your ICC class or in your Core 106 class. They joined last spring, the new people joined last spring and spent an entire semester learning a new curriculum and figuring out how to present that to you. And they're gonna be doing that in a couple of weeks. Um, they have regular meetings to talk about policy issues, um, skills for responding, and they work with Ken, uh, Kendra Yoder. Um, this group here that's up here, that was at our ACESA conference last year. This is an Indiana coalition that's been helping us. Um, we're members of that, and many of these guys are going to go with us as well next week. So thank you guys very much. But you should be able to ask them for information and things like that. Another student-led resource that we are returning to again this year um, is our Survivor Support Network. And we have two alumna who are here, or who are gonna be working with this program and work closely with um, Kendra Yoder on support for that. And I'm gonna have Alexa Valdez, a 2017 grad. I hope you guys like that I found your graduation photos. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. So Alexa's gonna just talk a little bit. She works at Oakline and is gonna talk a little bit about the kind of support this group can offer. Good morning, everybody. Uh, as noted, I'm Alexa Ponce Valdez. Uh, I'm a GC alum, graduated class of 2017. Uh, I've returned to campus today to tell you guys uh, about a project um, that my, pro my partner, Keita, and I will be leading this year. Uh, the Survivor Support Network, or SSN, uh, centered around survivors of sexual assault. Um, this is a confidential group that meets on a weekly basis. Um, this group is open to anyone, regardless of gender. I know that that was kind of a point of confusion last year, um, thinking that this was just for female-identifying folks, but this is open to everyone. Um, uh, Keita and I both have degrees in social work, and we both also were um, participated in the Prevention Intervention Network um, during our time here at GC. Um, so if you're interested or have any questions about kind of more details about the group, feel free to send us an email at ssn at goshen.edu. Um, I'll also stick around after the convo if you wanna just approach me. Thanks.
So the last group of people I want to introduce you to are those that are helping us with people's investigations. So if you have an issue that you'd really like to have addressed, you want to have the situation examined more carefully and objectively, and you'd like to have some sort of outcome where there's either some sort of discipline action, some sort of determination to help you get to the next stage of processing something that's happened to you. You can work uh, through this investigation process. We have the sexual misconduct response team and they will provide two people who are investigators and then they bring the report back to the group to review and bring a determination, offer a determination. Um, I will also help them with giving you, those involved in this process, regular communication about the complaint that was filed, the process we're going through, accommodations you might need, and the determination that you have as well. Uh, not everybody can be here today, but I would like those that are part of the sexual misconduct response team to stand. So they've put a lot of hours into learning to, to look at issues that are trauma-informed and survivor-centered, as well as understanding a pretty complex set of policies to be able to work through situations. They're good listeners, and they're going to work towards objectively and fairly addressing the situation that you face. Thank you very much for serving. So that's an awful lot of information. Um, and it really does focus more on how we're going to respond and be there when something happens to you. We do want to continue to talk about issues of intent and impact. We do want to continue to have you think about what harassment means, what violence involves, and what discrimination involves. And so we're going to continue those conversations. But we really wanted to make sure today that you were able to see some of the people and hear from some of the people. As it says on that one poster, when you are ready, you have options and hopefully today has given you some of those options. If you want to pick up some of the posters or materials out there, they're on the table sort of to the left of the church office. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me or anyone that you've seen here today. I think any employee can help point you in the right direction. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs>